Hello and welcome back to Rheumatology.Physio. We have got this week a blog read. And we are going to be looking at reactive arthritis. Uh, I've had a couple of weeks off from doing these for various reasons. Been rather busy with other projects and um, also attempted to take a week off. So glad to be back and I hope you haven't missed the CPD going into your ears. So I decided to run a poll on what to publish this week and the results are in. Reactive arthritis just edged out Sjogren's syndrome, so we'll get to that next time. Reactive arthritis has gained a little bit of attention recently in rheumatology circles, although I suspect this may have passed many of us by. So I hope this blog provides with some more detail. It is relatively rare, 30 to 40 in 10,000, but I have seen it a few times in MSK clinics and orthopedics over the years. The recurrent features are back with Legend of the Blog and music from Evanescence. Please do consider heading to the shop, rheumatology.physio forward slash shop to find more resources and continue supporting me on this harebrained project. If you listen to this on a podcast player, then please do hit the five star rating and leave a review. It does help to get everybody else finding the podcast as well. So a shameless shill there for a five star rating. As usual, feedback's greatly appreciated and any further reading for me, please do send it my way. Please remember, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning. If you're unsure, get advice. So this week's legend of the blog is James Noke. He puts great case studies up on Twitter and we can all lo learn loads from him in his sports and exercise medicine skill set. Plus, he took a few weeks off Twitter the other day and I hope no one missed out too much with his absence. So do go follow him at Dr. JN underscore sports med and you'll be sure to learn loads and let's hope that he doesn't take any more social media breaks. So reactive arthritis. Within the complexities of inflammatory arthropathies sits reactive arthritis. It's been previously known as Reiter's syndrome, which incorporates arthritis, conjunctivitis and urethritis, but this combination is actually rare. This is often a self-limiting disease, i.e. the inflammation settles after the infection clears, with almost all patients settling before one year duration. Some will go on to develop chronic arthritis, and this is more likely if they had a higher susceptibility to developing a rheumatology condition, such as having a strong family history or associated inflammatory comorbidities, like Crohn's, colitis, or psoriasis. And indeed, HLA-B27 is positive in approximately 75% of reactive arthritis patients. Reactive arthritis is a varied condition triggered by an extra-articular infection, usually of gastrointestinal, GI or genitourinary GU origin. Reactive arthritis is often clinically indistinguishable from other arthropathies such as axial spondyloarthritis or rheumatoid arthritis and therefore recognition of the triggering event is key. Occurring in younger Caucasian people aged 20 to 40, men are much more likely to have the GU origin than women but GI origin has an equal prevalence. Symptom onset is usually between two to six weeks of infection. Associated infections commonly cited are influenza, gastroenteritis and chlamydia. But there is of course emerging data that COVID-19 is triggering the condition in some people as well and hopefully you've listened to my live stream uh, where I had a bit of a thought experiment to do with that. I have provided a case scenario below to aid with your clinical reasoning. For more case studies, please do head to the shop and download my clinical scenarios ebook. 
So scenario, this is the referral. Jennifer is a 30 year old female with severe right buttock, right hip and right heel pain for the last three months. She has seen an osteopath with no improvement. She is asthmatic and has inhalers for this. Further subjective information. Jennifer had a sudden onset of severe right buttock, right hip and right heel pain three months ago. She was previously fit and well with no prior musculoskeletal issues. She woke up in the night three months ago with severe pain and it has never really improved from this point. She saw her GP who referred to an osteopath with possible low back problem that was referring pain into the right buttock and hip. She had four treatments but felt she was deteriorating so she stopped the sessions. Her GP provided her with naproxen to see if this would help but after two doses she had a severe exacerbation of her asthma. She thinks the naproxen did help the symptoms though. She struggles to sit for any period of time longer than a few minutes due to the hip and buttock pain. The heel pain is severe after resting and can take a few minutes to ease when walking. All the pains are okay when walking, but if she attempts to run, the pain is severe. She reports clear swelling, heat and redness at the back of her heel. 24 hour pattern. Jennifer wakes most nights at around 3am with significant buttock and hip pain. The symptoms are much worse first thing in the morning until she gets moving lasting approximately 30 minutes. She feels her right hip and, and right ankle are extremely stiff and this eases with gentle movements. Past medical history. Jennifer does not report any other medical issues with regards to her heart, thyroid, neurological issues or diabetes. She is asthmatic but does not require her inhalers very often. She denies any history of sexually transmitted infections and has never taken steroids. She does not suffer from anxiety or depression. Jennifer was unwell with gastroenteritis approximately four weeks before the onset of her symptoms. Jennifer has no history or family history of inflammatory conditions. Social factors. Jennifer is a teacher. She enjoys running two to three times per week. She is very careful with her diet and is a strict vegetarian. Jennifer does not smoke and drinks alcohol at the weekends. Her BMI is 23. Clinical reasoning components. Jennifer warrants further investigation for reactive arthritis. Point one, severe inflammatory back pattern, buttock, hip and right heel. Is this a possible insertion or Achilles infositis? Point two, gastroenteritis four weeks prior to the onset of symptoms. Point three, reactive arthritis is most common age 20 to 40. Point four, possible improvement with naproxen. So next steps, explain to Jennifer that her symptoms are inflammatory in nature and her case potentially reactive arthritis. Due to the time frame of onset, this requires investigation under rheumatology to confirm the diagnosis and generate a treatment plan. Discuss with Jennifer any strategies that may help her manage her symptoms in the short term, such as positioning in sitting or at night, gentle exercises or a graded program to maintain function. Investigations. Blood tests. Only if available and appropriate. ESR, CRP, HLA-B27. I would probably leave this to rheumatology in this case because of the significant inflammatory features. Imaging, again, if, if available and appropriate. It's a bit difficult to be specific in this case, potentially used for ruling out other clinically important differential diagnoses, but again, I'd probably leave imaging to rheumatology. MRI of sacroiliac joints and right hip may be of use. The ultrasound of the right heel to look for Achilles insertion enthesitis. Onwards referral. Refer to rheumatology for further investigations, differential diagnosis, and commencement of appropriate treatment as necessary. Conclusion. I do hope you found this useful. Keep an eye out for those with a recent infective history. 
And these are relatively rare conditions, but FCPs are certainly going to see them. So that's that for the blog. I'm going to leave you with our music choice for this blog, which is Evanescence, Everybody's Fool. We